What's up, dude? How are you doing? Pretty well, man. How are you? Good. This is my nephew, for the sake of the audience, Jackson Geyser. You turned 17 this month? Next month, yeah. Next month. Cool. Uh, so how was 16? Wild ride, man. I mean, it's kind of getting to the point where every year after 16 is going to be the same, probably for a while, until I turn 21, you know? But, uh, yeah. It, you know, just expanding my capabilities, both work and in my personal life, being that I'm able to drive now. So, you know, that's what most 16 year olds are doing, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I put like a thousand miles a week on a vehicle, um, for no work shit. purposes. Yeah. I'm like all over the place, you know? So, have you ever been in a wreck? On my record, no, because they were all before I turned 16. Nice. Yeah. So, what you wrecked? Oh, didn't you wreck your vet before you turned 16? Uh, my friend did. Okay. So, I bought the vet when I was 14 and yeah. I was driving it like around like a little bit, you know, because my dad just told me, like, you know, you bought it with your own money. So, you can do it. You know, if you want to be an idiot and risk, you know, whatever, like, you can do whatever. So, I yeah. was just kind of driving it like short distances because I didn't want to put myself at a huge risk or whatever but so let my friend take it to a party and it was like during the day too so he wasn't like there aren't any like drugs alcohol involved but you know he was with another dude apparently like taking him home and he like drifted and smacked into a curb so hard like a chunk of my wheel fell off and there were a bunch of mechanical issues because like a bunch of stuff got knocked loose you know so that was that and then um i was driving my when i was 15 i was driving my dad's truck my truck now um, cause I called it a Jimmy John sandwich. So it was like a 10 minute drive, you know? And, uh, and realistically what happened was I was like at a stoplight. I was like pulling up to a stoplight and I was changing the, the music and like, I look up and then like, Oh, there's a car. So I like, slammed on my brakes and I'm like, Ooh, that was a close one. And then bang, some like chick just like rear ends, like rear ends me like really bad. And I'm like freaking out. Like, all right, this is it. Like I just lost my license. Like whatever, this is it. And, uh, and then I pulled into a Domino's. I was like, like, come on, we can like talk about it. I pulled into a Domino's parking lot, called my dad. I was like, dude, I just got in an accident. He's like, well, was it your fault? I'm like, well, I got rear-ended. Like, yeah, because I didn't really tell him exactly what happened. And he was like, you're good, man. Just go. And I pulled into a Domino's parking lot at her car. You, your dad told you to hit and do a hit and run, but you're the one that got hit. <laughs> and her car was like the front of it. It looked like God had just taken his hand and just smeared it, you know? And like, we pulled it out of his parking lot, but this time I'd already talked to my dad. And I was like, I swayed off. I'm like, you're good. You know, I just jumped off, got out of there. You know what I'm saying? Man. I got, I got a minor fender bender when I was 14 because um, I was driving um, to a job site in a, one of our cargo vans. And, you know, but just brushed that one off. Okay. So tell me what it's like in high school now. Will you describe your high school experience? Uh, for me, I would say it's a little bit different. Um, I kind of, I'm a big relationship guy. And, you know, a lot of people tell me I'm kind of full of shit. So I I feel like, you know, I can kind of relate to older people. You know, I don't, I can relate to everybody, but like older people, I just kind of, I I grew up, you know, around my dad, my dad's friends. So I've always kind of just been able to make conversations with older people and relate to them. So with my teachers and like with the administration, like all my principals and stuff, like really tight. And I'm, you know, kind of, sometimes I can be a little disruptive. So whenever I get in trouble, I just kind of pull a few strings and get out of it and stuff. And I like to just kind of do what I please. So like, if I want to take 15 minutes for a bathroom break and just chill out and talk to my friends, like I will, I, 
towards the end of the year this year, I uh, I left every day at lunch. I just went and grabbed lunch because I didn't feel like eating school food. So, you know, it's kind of stuff like that's a little bit But you'd come back but, after lunch? Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's my mistake. See, my mistake is I would leave for lunch and I wouldn't come back. Yeah, so I, you know, I had that option multiple times and out of respect for the administration and I just <laughs> not really, not really wanting to kind of, you know, ruin my good rapport, I, I was just trying to be respectful. And, and they knew, like the school resource officer, like, I actually brought him a sandwich back one time, and like a few of my a few of my teachers, I'd bring okay. them food back, and like they'd be like, "Oh, a I little can corruption sign- in the administration. You got you got special privileges." Yeah, huh? and they're like, "Oh, I can sign you out that way. You know, you're not risking anything." I'm like, "Dude, I like it." You know, so <laughs> and then you know they try to pay me. I'm like, "Yeah, I just pay for their meals and stuff." But I mean, as far as like you know, the current stuff goes, I mean, I live in a small town. You know, I'm, I'm in Eureka. It's, Central Illinois, just like small town in the Midwest. So there's not really as much going on there, but there's still some stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember one time I was in a class, and one of my teachers, who's like one of my favorite teachers, um, she's like really welcoming to everybody. And she wants to be nice to everybody. And she knows that like in a small town like this, if you're if you're gay or trans, transgender or even sometimes if you're black, you just get bullied, you know. And you get bullied for being black in Central I mean, Illinois. Not, I mean, there are a lot of racist jokes, but like, you know, all the black kids in my school just kind of think it's funny as well. You know, it's 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 not really eight, but like, other trans kids but, at school. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. How many? Um, I would say anywhere from fifteen to twenty, like in the LGBTQ like community overall. How many people go to your? How many kids go to your school total? I would say, let's say there's about. I'll say there's 200 per grade, so 800, maybe like a thousand. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So the ratio isn't that big, but I remember one time I was I was talking to it's a like chick. it's like one almost one in 20 kids, one in 25 kids is trans or LGBTQ. Right, and if I were to if I were to kind of guess what the root of the problem is, okay, I would say that it, it's kind of all because of I think they just like for me, you know, I work all day, so. I'm not checking my, like, I'm not messing around on my phone, you know, and stuff. But these kids, you know, they're a lot of time on their phones all day and stuff, and they see all this stuff, and, you know, maybe they don't get enough attention or whatever from their parents, and they just kind of sit, sit at home and feel sorry for themselves and kind of just figure out a way. Or if they're, like, unattractive and they can't really, like, you know, get, like, significant other, they'll be like, all right, well, what's a way I can, you know, you so know. So it's like, it's like prison. They're, <laughs> they're gay for yeah, the stay like, in high school. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I would say so. But like one time, I was having this chat with a chick who like thought she was trans or thinks she's transgender, and I was like, "So you're transgender, and you identify as a they them?" She's like, "Yep." I'm like, "So what does that mean?" Like they them. I thought that was plural. And you and would you agree that you're one human? And she's like, "I don't know what they them means, but I just don't feel comfortable identifying as a she her or a he him." So they identify yeah. as a gender that they don't understand because they don't like the one that they do understand. <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly right, actually. Uh huh. And so, yeah, how, do you, I, how do you speak to someone who's a they them? Like, how do you actually use the pronouns in a sentence? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you would say I, like this person, they are that way. Right. Like, they have to get their Chromebook for school, or they oh. need to get their assignment done. But like nobody's going to do that like that you know like that right that takes a lot more effort and like subconscious thought to really 
right. pronouns. You know what I'm saying? So, I you know I don't know. I mean, uh, your teachers ever have your teachers ever tried to convince you that you're a girl? I haven't really had anybody kind of come at me like that. I don't think that if there were any that would try to do that, that they would attack me, just because they know that like you're not gonna you're not you're not a swing voter. <laughs> that's about right yeah i actually had one of our subs is like an old school dude and like i love him you know we get along pretty well but uh this chick like changed like is now a he him and like changed his changed her name to like oliver and like on her sheet it said let's just say it said like i don't know let's say it said like Brittany on her sheet or whatever olivia would be the oliver yeah. transition yeah or something yeah something like that and so like she's like he's like calling you know roll and he's like olivia and she's like like one of her friends was like, it's Oliver. He's like, well, it says Olivia on the sheet, so that's what I'm going with. And she got so pissed. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Wow. I mean, wow. I can't yeah. believe a teacher did that, like in this climate. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, he didn't really care, I don't think. You know, yeah. So. Pretty chill. So, you're turn 17 you're, next month, and you're going to be 18 in time for the election. Have you decided who you're going to vote for yet? Um. Well, okay, so... I love Trump. You know, I think that I kind of relate to him in the, in like the business sense. And he's kind of one of my, one of my role models up there. But I think that for the great, you know, I'm not super, super into the politics side of it. So like, yeah, maybe Trump might be a lot better than DeSantis. You know, I'm obviously going to vote Republican, but yeah, um, I think that for the greater good of this country, I think that Trump kind of creates more division. And I think that if you really want the best for this country and you really want unison and unity, you know, I think that DeSantis is the better option because he pisses less people off. Do you think that the left is actually going to be less pissed off if somebody like DeSantis gets in, though? Because I think that they're on a like a militant trajectory regardless. I think you're probably right. I can definitely. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. If I say that I'm a Trump supporter to that trans kid, she's probably going to start crying. So. Yeah. You know, so you're but, so you're gonna just keep it a secret that you like him. Do the yeah. kids know that you're that you're a Trump guy? Yeah. So like my freshman year, I wore a shirt that had like Donald Trump, and he was peeing on the CNN logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they figured it out. Did you get yeah, in trouble like, for wearing the shirt? What? Uh, yeah, I was told to flip it inside out. Why? Because peeing is explicit. Uh, yeah, I think that I think it had something to do with that. Um, and then I kind of, I've gotten banned for several shirts. So like my Hooters shirt, they didn't like that. And then my, I love hot mom. That's this will actually, you know, you might like this. I, I have a sweatshirt that says I love hot moms on it, which is true. Cause I always say like every chick that I talk to my age, I'm like, Hey, you know, like I like you. Call me when you're a mom. Yeah. I mean like, so like I was talking to this chick recently and she's a really, you know, good looking mom. And I made sure to express that to her. I'm like, Hey, you know, I like it. We're cool. But I just want to let you know if an opportunity comes up to where I can get with an older woman or maybe even your mom if I'm really lucky, like I'm gonna have to take I'm gonna have to take action on that. I'm like from here you can decide if you want to you know, leave or stay, you know. But so that, there was a girl that, that your age, and you're like, definitely. hey, I like I like you, but your mom's really hot. So if there's ever an opportunity for me to get with your mom, I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, so that was the most recent one. But like, how did I've that go a, over? Well. She took it lightly, you know. She thought she, she thought it was funny. She started laughing, so like she started laughing, and I was like, "You think this is a, you know, like you think this is a joke?" But like, unfortunately, it's not a joke. Like, I'm not kidding, you know. So, uh, you know, I I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny, but 
every chick that I've talked to, I've just kind of given that little rundown, like, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm an older woman, you know. So, but anyway, and, so oh my god, that's I wore this I wore this I love hot mom shirt, and my assistant principal at the time comes up to me, he's like, hey, you know, that's kind of an inappropriate shirt. I'm like, well, we can look at this two ways. A, you, you can look at this like I'm trying to be obnoxious, or B, you could look at this like. I'm ex- I'm just expressing my sexual preference. So what's the difference between me wearing this shirt and me wearing a shirt with, that has rainbows on it? It says love is love, you know, or like some 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 gay stuff or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so what time, did you say to that? Well, you know, that was two years ago. So I think he just said fair enough, and then I just kept on wearing it, you know. But uh, I I kind of I got a little bit of backlash from my I have a shirt that says lower teacher salaries on it. I got, you know, I got a little bit of backlash and then like what didn't last about, there's one shirt that lasted about 20 minutes and that one said, uh, rehab is for quitters. My teacher told me to take it off. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but the, yeah. the truth is no defense. Apparently that's hysterical, man. <laughs> Yeah. So do you spend a lot of time working on like your grades? Are you going to go to college or are your priorities elsewhere? Yeah. So my priorities are elsewhere. If you, you know, if you'd like to give you a little rundown, you know, I, I was always kind of just, I went to school or whatever and I, I I got decent grades or whatever. And when I was like eight, I think I was eight years old. I, I started like just, I was bored at home. You know, I didn't have anything else to do. So I was like, Hey dad, you know, I want to ride around, I want to ride around with you and see what you do, you know? And he owns a painting company, right? And so he doesn't paint manually or anything, but he goes around and like checks on jobs and does estimates and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, hey, I just want to ride around, th- see what you do. And, uh, and I started riding around with him. And it started out, you know, just a day. And then I started doing it full time, like every every chance I got, you know, pretty much every day. And then like every time we would go on an estimate or anything like that, if we would win it, he would give me 1% commission because like, you know, I was eight or nine years old and, you know, 1%? Got- yeah, well, I got 1% because I didn't have to do anything. I would just ri- ride in the car with him and just, <laughs> you know. But, like, 1% of, like, three grand, you know. Yeah, you 30 know? bucks. And yeah, I'm eight years old. I made, you know, I remember one one day I made, like, 300 bucks in one day. So I was like, holy shit, you know. That's awesome. And, Did you pay yeah, your taxes? I've I've yet to pay taxes, actually. That's one of the benefits of being in a family business. But, um, so I started doing that, and then I was like, I think this is what I want to do. So ever since then, I've always known I don't need college for what I want to do. You know, I think I, I, I know I can make good money doing what I do. And I know you I can. Run a, you I, want to run the painting company? Yeah, I'll take it over. So like I'm in EOS right now, you know, with Papa, right? Your dad. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just kind of always taking an interest in the business stuff. And that's kind of, it's it's working. You know, it's, it's just what I'm good at. And I don't think that school is what I'm good at. It's not that I don't have the work ethic for school you know i think school's easy you know if you have two well, things it, it's hard it's hard to focus on something you're not interested in if there's no reward right uh-huh yeah so, so it's like, like why would i how does getting good grades to school help me you know if i'm working till like 10 o'clock at night after school i'd rather crash so i can hit the gym the next morning at like 5 30 and be energized for the rest of the day and work on my homework till midnight so it kind of started out like first couple years of high school, I was just getting like C's and B's, you know? And then this year I just kind of like, I'm trying to pass. 
you know, which probably isn't the best way to go about it, but that's just, I don't know. Are you know? barely passing? Uh, realistically, in some classes, yeah. But next year, I kind of, I worked, so you have to have like a certain, this kind of ties in with like my administrative ties. Um, I worked with, uh, so like my football coach is my counselor, and he's always been really cool. Like with the summer stuff, like I let him know like, hey, I'm working, because my, my parents live an hour and a half away, and my dad, you know, lives an hour and a half away from my mom and I go to right. school with my mom. Right. And so, um, I let him know, you know, like whenever I started playing football, like, Hey, you know, I have to work in the summer. Like that's what's important to me. And he gets it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, you gotta make it. He's one of the few people at my school that actually realizes that like there is money to be made in the painting industry. They already thinks I'm just going to like go pay houses and make like 50 grand a year after high school, which like, right. isn't the case, they don't he get understands. It. you know, so he's always been cool with it. Um, and so, he knew, like, we sat down and looked at my schedule last school, school year. I'm, it's summer right now, you know. So, um, and he's like, I didn't have a good enough GPA to, to do these, like, CEO classes and this SC, like this work class and stuff. So that way I could, like, miss most of my school day. He's like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I applied for the CEO program where I get to miss in the mornings and I get to just kind of travel around, like, local small businesses and, like, learn. And they, like, they'll front you some capital so you can start your own thing. But I have the GPA to do it, but he's like, I'm in charge of like the approval process, like who gets in and who doesn't. He's like, you know, you, you'll get it, you know. And not to mention, I had some pretty good references too. Um, yeah. Being one of them and uh, some other clients that we've done work for that I managed, you know. Um, so, so I got in, you know. And so next year, my schedule is I, I do that CEO thing in the morning. I go to school for English, which is like mandatory that take four years of English. So you got to have four credits. And then I go to STCP, which is like a work program. So I'll be able to work for the painting company, you know, the second half of the day. So And get credit. Yeah. Uh, so I'll graduate. That's all that matters. My dad yeah. just kind of told me like, hey, like you don't need a high school diploma to do what we do, but I want you to have one just to prove to me that you're not a dumbass. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So yeah. what's it like? Um. What's it like dating in high school these days? Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really high. Some people, you know, like to do it. I don't, I'm not really a relationship type of guy. I'm kind of just more like a, I'll kind of just hang out with like a, a few chicks or whatever at the same time. And, you know, I, you know, I'm not really very open about it. Like with, with every chick, but like, sure. I'll talk to him for a while and then, and it gets to the point where it's going to be like a relationship. Not know. interested. Not, not. And this is where I leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's because like, dude, I'm working like 60, 70 hours a week here in summer. You know, I'm always in the, I'm always an hour and a half away. Like, I don't, you know, this isn't good for you or me. Like, I don't have time to, you know, to satisfy you and give you the attention that you, you know, deserve or whatever. And, you know, nor do I want to. I can't be distracted. You know, I got goals. I got stuff I got to accomplish, you know? So it's cool. You know, it saves me like any stress if we're having a fight or any heartbreak if we if we break up or anything like that. So I just kind of try to not get like emotionally attached and I just kind of roll with it, you know? Did you um say that there were CEO classes at your high school? Yeah. So like who, each who teaches them? So right now it's kind of like there's a facilitator who kind of sets everything up, but he doesn't really teach anything. Really the old, 
like the first semester you just travel around and their different businesses will talk to you, you know? And then the second half of the semester is whatever businesses, whatever business wants to sponsor you, we'll give you like however much money and then you can start your own thing, you know? Oh, that's and cool. So, yeah. So my facilitator at the moment is a retired school teacher and not, you know, despite my lower teacher salaries t-shirt, no disrespect to teachers or anything like that. But kind of the first day I was like, I'm going to be learning how to run a business from a dude that's never ran a business before. Like right. I, at this moment, I have more experience running a business than you do, you know, but he kind of explained, like, I didn't say that to him, but I was just kind of like, so, you know, what business experience do you have? And like, you know, how, how are you accepted in a, you know, getting a facilitating role in the CEO program? He's like, well, I won't even teach you, you know, like I just kind of set the meetings up and, you know, set all the conferences up and then you guys just do it, you know? Yeah. Which I kind of like, he's like, it's, it's up to you if you want to, if you want to succeed or you want to just kind of blow up. What's the craziest, what's the craziest thing you've ever experienced working on your dad's business? Oh my gosh, dude. There are some wild times. I mean, it's kind of hard to just pinpoint it down to one, but you know, we're in Decatur. So it's such an interesting town, you know, in in Illinois. So, I mean, Dude, there have just been so many, so many. We had this dude. Give me, work. Give me an example. Yeah. Or what were you going to uh, say? Yeah. So, uh, Donald, you know, you might be yeah. familiar. So, dude's freaking 50 something now. He's worked for us for about 20 years, you know, um, lives off of just warm Dr. Pepper out of the two liter and like packs on packs of cigarettes. Um, and so he basically just do does whatever we tell him to do, you know, and we, we take care of him, right? And uh, he's, you know, the lights are on, but nobody's home. You yeah. Know? So we, you know, take care, we bought him a truck and pay for his gas, his food, and we bought him a house and like, we pay for everything. And then on top of that, we give him like 500 bucks a week or something like that. Um, so he doesn't pay his taxes or anything like that, you know? So I think technically like the IRS is after him or something. Doesn't have like a birth certificate or a social security card. <laughs> anyway, so the dude is terrible at driving, horrible at driving, horrible. Like he'll, he'll Does he have a license? stop. What? Does he have a license? No, absolutely not. So he'll stop at green lights. He'll go on red lights. And like, if I'm with him, I'm like, hey, take it right here. He'll be like. (laughs) Yeah, too complicated. Right, right. So uh, he's got like, must be like 20 driving on suspendeds, right? And he's been to jail multiple times for it. And he's not like, he's harmless, you know? He's just been in jail because he drives out of license and he loves driving, you know? And so uh, one time he was here in Decatur and he got, he got, cracked for uh driving and then they let him out but they let him out at like three in the morning so he's walking to the shop because he didn't want to call my dad and like disturb him because my dad's right. kind of like my dad's the right guy but he you know at sometimes he short fuse short fuse right so he didn't want to call he, you know, he's intuitive he doesn't want to call my dad and like disturb him so he just walked like in the it was like a 10 mile walk he's walking like in the ghetto of decatur and uh and some dude comes up from behind him with a big chunk of asphalt hits him in the back of the head and takes his phone and like the seven dollars that he had to his name right and then like my dad like took him to the hospital and stuff i don't even really know how he, how my dad found out but my dad took him to the hospital and stuff and they let him out at like six o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning and so my dad took him back to our house he's like hey like if you you know you can like chill out here all day and like sleep and like recover and stuff if you want like take as much time off as you need it's like no i'm good you know, and then he's out in the back. He's like, just let me smoke a cigarette real quick. And then he's right back at it. And then that day, he was pressure washing a house and a big tree limb fell on him. Right. 
and he kept working. I mean, he's just a unit. So it, it's stuff like that just kind of happens all the time. I mean, you know, oh, oh my gosh. You know, I there are some scenarios that have happened where I don't really know. You sure? You can share. Go ahead. Well, I mean, out of the, out of respect for the business, you know, I'm not trying to ruin my brandy. <laughs> so I got, I kind of got to tread lightly. Okay. All right. <laughs> I understand. It. But I mean, yeah, I mean, stuff happened. We got dumpster divers. We got a dumpster and, you know, we're, we do like 150 projects a week. So we always get gutting stuff, throwing stuff in the, in the dumpster. So I remember one time, like me and my dad came over here once that like, 10 o'clock at night because uh, we you know we're in the middle of a renovation right now but we want i hadn't seen like the backsplash yet so he wanted to show me like the backsplash that we did and uh and like we're just chilling because i have this finishers journal it's like how to set your goals and we're kind of in my truck in the parking lot like figuring out how i'm gonna fill this out and stuff and uh and then these two dudes on bikes roll up and uh one of them just has this huge bandage on this on his nose and my dad like knew the guys. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, we were talking to him because of dumpster divers and stuff. And uh, you know, of course, every other word that comes out of the mouth is "fuck." So, right. So like, and my dad's like, "Dude, what happened to your nose?" And he's like, "Well, I was, you know, they're on bikes, right? They ride their bikes everywhere." And he's like, "Well, I was, you know, going probably 15 mile an hour on my fucking bike on these fucking train tracks. Then I fucking hit like a fucking log in the middle of the train tracks. He derailed <laughs> on a bike." fucking face planted you know and then and then he then proceeded and just kept kind of dig through our dumpsters for the next few hours so i mean again shit like that happens all the time i bet you know what it's it's 11 26 p.m right here i bet if i walk outside right now there'd be a dumpster dumpster diver no there. shit dude, oh yeah I bet. dude walk pick up your computer and, and let's test it all right okay so i you know we just threw we just emptied the dumpster so I can't guarantee it anything. Sure. We'll just I, test it. might not be anything good in there. But, uh, and bear with me here. We just ripped out our, we're getting new asphalt put in our parking lot. So that's all of it out. Hold on. Do I see? Yeah, if I, I might lose you. I think your Wi-Fi signal is getting weak. It might not be, it might not work. Let's see if we can get them uh, back on folks. I lost connectivity there. It's okay. Yeah. I, I Was there anybody out there? there. <laughs> but uh, call him, man. I got one more. I got one more for you. Okay. Um, one, one time, you know, our, our shop is nice, you know, but it's kind of in, in a little rough area. Like behind us, there are a bunch of like detail shops kind of just get out, you know, and uh, it's like one time me and my dad are just sitting in here like cranking out bids and we're, we're getting after it for like eight hours straight. So like we were just dialed, you know, and then we, I I walk outside to leave, and I see all these like cop cars just flying towards our the direction of the shop. Well, I, I checked the news, and apparently like while we were in the shop, some dude like in a building behind us got shot ten times. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's always something interesting going down. So stuff like that. It's pretty frequent. Sorry, I'm plugging in my computer here, but that's cool. Do you know Do you know why he got shot? Did you ever hear the story? I mean, I'm sure it was just some kind of dispute, you know. I mean, obviously, <laughs> right? Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, I think it was a dispute. <laughs> I mean, Decatur's a nice place, and I love it. But shit like that happens all the time. So, like, you know, they don't really 
going too much detail. I mean, you just kind of assume it was probably over, like drugs or gambling or some kind of debt problem. So, so what do the other kids' parents think about your approach to this whole high school thing? Are they like worried you're a bad influence? Uh, I think we could back to what I said earlier. I mean, I like to think that I have a great rapport with all my friends' parents. I mean, you know, I only have about three friends. Yeah, you know, like that's three all I need. Friends, but like, you know, I all the people on my football team, like I see all the parents and stuff. We get along great. You know, I, sh- I go up, shake their hand. Actually, I'm, I, I pitched one of them and um, I would paint in their office building here soon. So, you know, just tell kinda, that story that how you dealt with that bully. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, with my, when my dad told me to punch him. Yeah. Tell the whole, tell the story. <laughs> oh, shit. So, Context. Yeah. <laughs> I was in, um, <laughs> I was, uh, that he probably will lose. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you got to spell lose wrong if you're going to critique me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, I was like in sixth grade and I was riding the, I was on the bus home every day from school. And there was uh, this kid who was like a wrestler, you know, like short, stubby, like strong. He was supposed to be in my grade, but he got held back a year. And, uh, and I think that, I don't know. I mean, we we're in middle school, right? Just going back and back and forth or whatever. And um, I remember one day, he, like, kicked me in the balls really hard. And I went home that weekend, and like, I couldn't like walk. I was yeah. like, Dad, like, it hurts. I got kicked in the balls. He's like, he's like, all right, motherfucker. He like sat me down. He's like, now is the defining moment in your life. He's like, you can either choose right now. He's like, you can either do something about it, or you can be a pussy and just take shit for the rest of your life. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what do you want me to do? He's like, so it's already been established that if you were to fight this kid, you'd lose. Okay, so you're gonna want to. He's like, so you're gonna want to do this in a in a public environment, you know, where there are teachers and stuff. That way, it gets broken up before there can even be a declared winner of the fight. Right. Like, okay. So uh, it's like, so what you want to do, you know, is just catch him off guard, you know, because like like you said, you know, like, I wouldn't be able to beat him up or anything. It's like just run up to him, just start screaming that way, get everybody's attention, hit him as hard as you can in the face, and then it should get broken up pretty quick. And then at, you know, as you're being dragged away, just start just start screaming at him, just start cut, you know. Yeah, like and the scene I, from Superbad with the cops arresting him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. So uh, he's like, you know, he sat me down and uh, he made me watch Fight Club that night, and. Uh, and then I could hear him and, and my stepmom talk. I wasn't like at that moment, you know, I was like, you know, I'm not going to do this. Like that, that's totally irrational. And I heard him and my stepmom talking in the next room. And uh, my dad's like, do you think he's actually going to do it? And then my stepmom's like, oh, no chance in hell. It's like, yeah, I don't think he's going to do it either. And I was like, I have to do this. Yeah. yeah. Prove him wrong. Right. I got to prove him wrong. So uh, I did it. You know? So tell, and, me how, uh, tell me how it went down. All right, so I'm just standing there, um, and we're about probably like, I don't know, maybe like 30 feet away from each other, and he's facing the other direction. It's like in the morning, so everybody's sitting down like in the cafeteria at the lunch tables. And I'm just, I'm standing up, and I'm just looking, looking around the room, you know. And I'm like, hey, you mind if I stand up and kind of go ahead, go ahead. So um, if I'm standing up right here, right, I'm just mm-hmm. kind of in the room, and I'm like thinking about it, you know, and then uh, I just kind of start. I start running, you know, I'm like, oh, no, 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 I can't do it, can't do it. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, I, I remember what my dad said, 
you know, about like, you know, can't be, can't be a pussy, you know? And so, so I just did it, you know, I was like, ah. of course I'm on like sixth grade. It's so like, my voice is all high pitched. I'm like, oh, they're screaming, just hit him as hard as I can. We go to the floor and like, everyone's like, Jackson, what, you know, Jackson. They had to take me to the office and, uh, and yeah, I got a three day out of school suspension for that, I think. Five, wow! Five Three days years. out of school. That—that's what they thought was punishment was not letting you co- not letting you come to school. Yeah. Uh-huh. So my mom was pissed, and so I had to work with my stepdad doing concrete for like the first two days, and then for the third day, I was with my dad. He's like, "I'm proud of you," you know. So he sat me down and let me drink root beer all day and watch Trailer Park Boys. So, so did you, did you tell your mom that your dad told you to do it? Uh, I believe I believe that she was aware of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> what'd you tell your teachers like when they when they sat you down and told you, you were gonna get suspended because you're like my dad told me to do it well you know what if i'm gonna be honest here i was kind of emotionally shaken up you know i never been, i you know what I'm it's okay there. if you were you're in sixth grade well you know what actually one notable notable memory from sitting down in the, in the um in the in the principal's office that day was they brought my parent my mom in and they're like, here's what your son, you know, did. And they showed the security camera footage and it's in black and white and you can't hear them. But all you can, all you can see is me, you know, running with my arm up and my mouth wide open. And it was like, it hey, never like, I had to like, I don't like, I don't like do one of these, you know, because I was trying to blast it. So, uh, just, just... so yeah. did they give you the video? I, you know what? I ran into my assistant principal from like, well, that would have been five years ago. Church yeah. and asked her for the video. You know they don't have it anymore. But you know, if I if I had it, I would just have to put it on my life highlights. You know. Yeah, I've added to your resume. Fuck <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, is there a bullying problem at your school at all? Um, because there wasn't in my school, but I went to a school much smaller than you. Well, actually, your school now is a lot more gay than mine is. Like literally gay or just? Oh yeah, actually yeah. There are a bunch of gay people walking around there now. Totally. Really? Oh, you know, it's funny because it's not like it's not like a different <laughs> culture. I mean, we're talking right. about two towns in Illinois that are forty-five minutes right. away from each other. Believe but there's it or more not, gay kids cool. at Tri Valley than there are at the Eureka School. A lot of the people from Tri, and you might know the reason for this, but a lot of people, a lot more people from Tri Valley are Democrats than than in Eureka. Like a lot. I don't know the reason for that. What do you think it is? I don't know. I mean, would would it happen like a cor- I mean, at, people in Eureka don't work State Farm really. Everybody in right. It's a corporate, and the in State Farm Insurance is probably doing all like the diversity training and workplace right. sensitivity stuff that just isn't in the surrounding area. Uh huh. Right. Oh, uh, so their kids are all Democrats. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's not really a big, big bullying problem. I mean, obviously these LGBTQ kids are pretty emotionally fragile, but does anybody really pick on them though? Like. There were some kids that were kind of in that category when I was in high school, and everybody was always nice to them. I mean, if you're gay and you're chill about it, it's fine. Like, I've, you know, one of the chicks in my grade is actually a lesbian. And, yeah. You know, I, I kind of just asked her questions. Like, she's the first lesbian I ever talked to. I'm like, what is that like? You know? But, like, you know, these kids that just like the What's it like to be with a woman? <laughs> right. <laughs> but this, uh, this, um, this they then chick, very emotionally fragile. You know, yeah, and uh, I remember one time, so like I'm a Christian, you know, and uh, I was talking to this gay kid, and I was like, you know, uh, we were talking about religion somehow, 
And I think I might have said something, and he's like, yeah, you're going to burn in hell for that. I'm like, well, are you aware that in the Bible, it's, you know, you're not, like, it's a sin to be gay. So if you're gay, I mean, there's, I have, there's probably, if you live that gay lifestyle and you just kind of let that absorb you, like you live by your flesh, right, and you live for the world, like, according to the Bible, you're going to go to hell. He's right. like, well, actually, there, there are seven, there are like, there are seven layers of hell you know, and he's like gave this elaborate. I'm like, do you know what you're talking about at all? He's like, there are crashes all over my house. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm like, dude, this is not Dante's Inferno. Like, you're going to hell. Like, I was kind of like <laughs> trying to mess with him, like convince him that he's going to hell. Did it bother him? Yeah, he was a senior. I was a junior, and he told on me. <laughs> so did you get in trouble so, for telling him? No, for so my him teacher that? came up to me. She's like, Jack, like I know that you know you're religious and you don't like anybody, kind of spreading this false stuff you know i i understand that you you know like to stick up for what you believe in he's like but yeah just don't make she's like but just don't make my job harder than it has to be you know she's like just try not to talk to him for me please i'm like all right it's fine i won't talk to him again so i don't think i've talked to him since but i remember last year we wore like a pride flag as a cape and one time so that was interesting he did or you did he did yeah another kid yeah. at my school was cloak it's interesting a cloak there's always yeah, a trash coat kid, man. Ever since Columbine, there's one. <laughs> you gotta be a trench coat kid. Yeah, there's always one trench coat kid, at least. So, are you excited to be just done with high school, or are you gonna miss it? Mm, I think that from kind of like a surface level standpoint, I might miss it. Just having all, like, you know, I socialize a lot at school, so, you know, if I'm, I'll be doing what I'm doing right now, so all I really socialize with is like my dad and my and like the people that work for us so if I might miss it I think that I'll probably um get less chicks you know so I might <laughs> miss that uh, do me a favor man you're getting you're a little choppy will you try a refresh I got you I'm gonna have to leave you're you understand that right yeah I understand all right cool cool we'll be right back yeah that's my nephew Jackson he's gonna turn 17 next month and he's gonna be a senior in high school this year so I just wanted to have him on to give a little taste of the other side of Gen Z. All right. Let's see if that worked. Yeah. Am I good? Yeah. Fixed it. Yep. All right. Cool. That refresh, that refresh also took that guy who uh, said that I'm going to lose my company out. So that's okay. I got a screenshot of that, dude. Don't worry All about right. that. <laughs> All right, I hope I don't lose it too much. <laughs> So, um, you're going to miss it for the social aspect of it. I wanted to ask you, what's it like? Is it hard to get respect from managing older guys? You're a 17 year old kid, 16 year old kid, and you're yeah. running this company and you got these guys that work for you that, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. Is it hard to get them to yeah. do what you want? Right. So, um, from the ages of like 10 to 12, I did like bitch work, you know, like total grunt work, like clean up apartment hallways, like cigarette butts, dirty diapers, dirty tampons, like all that stuff. And then when I was like 13 to 14, I worked with like a painting crew to get like hands-on experience and just see what all goes into it. And then when I was 15, I worked with a drywall crew. So basically while I was working, okay, I did, it did a few things for me. So first off, it kind of showed everybody that I'm not just like some spoiled, like, you know, boss's son, you know, I, I did my work, you know, I, I, I did as much as I could and I learned how to do it. And so the guys kind of 
gained a level of respect for me. And second off, like I took my guys out to lunch. Every crew that I was working with, I took them out to lunch at least once a week. And lunch is a big deal. And yeah. you know, I know I'm not trying to racially profile anybody, you know, but a lot of our crews are Hispanic and they're kind of frugal with their money just because they have homes in Mexico and stuff like that. So they bring their own lunch every day. So lunch and they only take one break a day and it's an hour for lunch, you know. So it's like very big deal. Like lunch is very, very like sentimental to them, you know. Mm-hmm. So kind of that just really helped me. But um recently we've had a few like guys that are newer and, you know, since I've worked manually, they've came along. So they ever, they don't know that I've done, you know, like my rule is like, I'll never ask you to do what I wouldn't or couldn't do. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, but they, they don't know that. So last, last week I had like a, a deal with a guy and I asked him, I told him to paint this house and I told him, I'm like, Hey, you got to sand everything. You got to scrub it, scrape all the loose and peel. Like I want no loose and peeling paint. And I pick up all your paint chips. Well, I, I went there like last Monday and like the paint chips everywhere, like painted, just painted over, like you just peel the paint right off, you know? And so like, I called my dad, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And I just like snapped the hell out on the dude. I'm like, get your ass back over here right now. Like, I'm not like, I don't control how he gets paid. I don't pay him. But I'm like, I'm not fucking paying you until you get back over here and finish this right now. Like you will not be paid, you know? And so uh, he went over there and then like, I'm like, you got to sand all this right all, all over it all over again like sand it all all again and he just sat there with like a sanding block and went like that oh what are you gonna do about it kind of thing right and so i i was like dude i'm like get your fuck i'm like get your shit together right now it's like i'm leaving i'm like leave like you know see how that works out for you so i call my dad and i'm like dude like i you know i don't know what to do i've done everything i can do at this point and um he's like yeah because i get my dad likes the guy or whatever so i kind of just my dad, you know, knows a lot more about it than I do. So his, you know, I just kind of trust his judgment. So I'm like, I'm never, he's like, I'm like, yeah. So like, what are you going to do about it? He's like, well, you know, I'll handle it. I'll handle it. You know? So that kind of meant to me like, all right, we're going to keep him on, you know, like, all right, we'll just do me one favor. I don't ever want to have to work with him ever again. Yeah. But kind of our core guys that have been with us for like years and years, like the guys that are the most important to our business, they all respect for, have a lot of respect for me. It's, it's all mutual, you know? And like, even though my, my role has changed my working with them to kind of like, in a way, kind of sh- like telling them what to do, I'm always like really respectful about it. So it's just, it's all about, you know, respect and compassion, I think. So, you know. What's the hardest yeah. part about operating a painting contracting business, right? And so not being a painter yourself, but actually right. running a business, managing painters, dealing with these projects. Right. So the managing stuff, you know, I've always kind of, been great with clients and stuff so any quality control issues i can kind of deal with that um i would say the biggest deal is you know i'm driving all the time so and uh, you know we got 40 employees now and i'm only managing a fraction of it but it's still really stressful so i would say kind of the hardest part there are two things one is on some days you know you gotta be like three places at once you know i gotta run paint over here and i gotta talk to this client then i got an estimate over here so that's kind of difficult at times and then the other, the other side of it is like, there's so much that goes into our process, you know? So first I can look at the job and I have like a quota every day, like, like a, like a scorecard, you know, where I have to, I have to knock 15 doors. I have to make 10 cold calls, get three appointments scheduled, you know, and then on top of whatever I have to do for that day, you know? So like right now, you know, it's, a, it's what, you know, almost midnight. And after this, you know, I have to finish all 
because I have to run SMAP to do all my thank you cards and I have to make a list of every, like there are probably 20 clients that I have to write thank you cards for, which I mean, it's, I'm all capable of doing it, it's just time consuming. You and handwrite them? Yeah, handwrite them. And then, yeah, and mail it to them. And then, you know, I got to make a list tonight of all the follow up calls I have to make tomorrow. So I would just say there's a lot that goes into it that it's kind of all behind the scenes, you know, it's kind of that. And it's just, yeah, like I said, you know, stressful at times. And what's then the, especially, what's the craziest uh, client you've ever had to deal with? Okay. Yeah, I got one. Um, so I didn't deal with her I, too. So I didn't deal with her directly, but there was one client where while we were working, she was inside doing nose beers. And what's like a nose beer? That's uh, cocaine. Okay. Yeah. So she's inside doing nose beers and uh, she tried to like seduce one of our employees. So that was interesting. And then who was um, the employee? Don't say who it was, but like, was this like young guy, older guy? What's the deal? Like, what was the uh, details? I think it was like a middle-aged Hispanic dude. So yeah. she got all bumped. She got all hyped up on cocaine and she tried to bang one of the guys working in the house. I believe that was the story. Yes. So what happened? Uh, oh, I mean, he just said no and we got back to, we finished the job. She was happy, you know, <laughs> <What's that? laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's like, okay, yeah. well, you're doing a great job. You know, thanks anyway. <laughs> I mean, what can you do, really? You know? Tell me another Tell me another client story if you have I mean, one. This one's kind of not really as funny as it is, like, psychotic. But, like, yeah. um, you know, back in January, I was managing this job, and it was in Peoria, which is about 20 minutes from where I go to school. So, and it's an hour and a half from where my dad lives. So, he's like, hey, like, if you don't mind, you know, I'd like you to manage. Like, just make sure this stuff gets done right, you know? Like, okay. So I went there every morning before school and immediately after school. That way I could be at the start and finish of every day. And um, the house was like Abe, Abe Lincoln literally like walked through that house one time. They were actually putting like a memorial sign in their yard, like a, uh, what do you call it? It says Abe was here in the bathroom. And it's like etched into the wall. Some stupid shit like that. But yeah, like a landmark type deal. Like literally, like it was that old. And so like we told him from the get go, like, if you want this house to look perfect, we're going to have to take out all this drywall and put on like a full remodel if you want it to look perfect. However, you know, we can improve it significantly by painting and patching what we can, but we cannot make this look perfect for you. We're like, yeah, okay, you know, that's fine. That's fine. And so I, you know, I walked in the first day, you know, great, great relationship with the clients. And then, um, and then like at first there were some quality because it was the same dude that didn't listen to me a few weeks ago that was doing it. Right. And the same issue wasn't listening to me again, you know? So, um, that was kind of the first experience I had with him, but, um, he, you know, wasn't listening to me. So like, I tell him at the beginning of every day, like, Hey, they're not happy with this room. I want the first thing I want you to do today is deal with everything in this room. I put blue tape on every, every area that, you know, wasn't, wasn't covered right or whatever. I'm like do this first and then you can move on. Cause we're doing like a whole upstairs of the, of the house. I'm like, do this room first and then you can move on. And, uh, and he didn't do it and you know it and then like once we did it, it took away a lot of trust whenever we weren't doing what we said we we're going to do and then by the time like it was kind of towards the end there were like little nicks in the wall like i said couldn't make it perfect they're like what's this and then like him and his wife physically and emotionally backed me into a corner and just like literally backed me in the corner you know i'm in the corner and they're around me you know not you know i could i if i if i would have tried to get out they wouldn't like they were so me. mad they were like yelling at you and like walking you to the right. corner intimidate you yeah uh-huh and then they're like oh is this type, is this type of business you guys always do like are you are old were you at okay? the time I, I was uh 16 still yeah, yeah. it was months ago but i mean i was like you know 
what, like, what the fuck? And then, like, also, like, the dude was, like, fucked with my head, too. Like, at the beginning, you know, he was like, well, what sports do you play? I'm like, oh, I play football. He's like, he's like, oh, you're a wide receiver? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what do you? He's like, what do you bench, 225? I'm like, no, I'm like about like 175. I can bench that. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just kind of, he's kind of benched on me from the beginning. Aren't you, is it, aren't you supposed to be able to just bench your weight? Like, that's like the goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was at that time, I weighed like 140 pounds. So I was pretty happy with myself, you know? Yeah. And then kind of just destroyed my confidence there, you know? And, uh, and yeah, what, so that, was, what did that guy do for a living? Well, he was a personal trainer, you know, and he wasn't like in shape or anything. And I suspect that that was why him and his wife, A, had to share a car and B, were in their 50s and just now moving to a new place and remodeling their home. Like, who does that, right? Unless, like, you had to have the fucked up some at some point in your life to be like starting over when you're 50, you know? Right. Right. So, wow. Uh, but, dude. All right. Give me one more. These are good. Do you have another one that comes to mind? Um. Okay. Crazy clients crazy all right um my dad's dealt with a lot of crazy clients i've I know. kind of i worked for him I've, for a while he did yeah i worked for him for the summer after i graduated high school to save money do? i um did quality control and supply delivery in um champagne so it was during <laughs> turn when they were painting like hundreds of apartments before the college kids come back for the university of illinois and we were just doing like an insane amount of jobs and uh, yeah, I mean, I I know how crazy it gets in that business, man. Oh, dude, it, I mean, it's crazy, and like you know, working like fourteen hours a day, and it is like, you know, but yeah. I like it. But um, um, I don't know. I mean, I know that I have a few for sure, but not one. Um, I, yeah. I had a chick today. Uh, I went there for some quality. My brother Dylan did some pressure washing it. She wasn't satisfied with it, but she was a, she was really cool about it, you know. But um she's like really old and has like gray hair but it's like really short and it's like spiky you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like the quidditch uh, teacher in the harry potter movie yeah exactly like that uh-huh and so um yeah she was talking about her colonoscopy today so that was kind of it that was an interesting note she's like yeah i got a colonoscopy 10 years ago then my doctor asked me do you want to do you, i think it's time for that colonoscopy she's like uh no and then she, she's like so now i have I have no idea what she's talking about. Like she's like, and now I have this box that walks around. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Maybe you know what it is. Oh, she like, so, did she say that she had a col- she had to get a coloscopy because she didn't get an, an, she didn't get tested enough for colon cancer? I have no idea. But all I know is that she was talking about, you know, and that was just interesting to me. Wow. And then as I left, she told me that she loved me, and I obviously returned. I love you. That was nice for you to reciprocate the sentiment. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh man! So, what do you have going on the rest of the week? What day is it? Thursday. Uh, I got like three estimates tomorrow, and I'm sure I'll just be doing a bunch of other stuff during the day. Um, and then tomorrow night, I'm gonna hang out. Actually, I had a relationship fall through this week. What uh, happened? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know really. I mean, I she you know, dumped you. It was the first time ever. Yeah. Oh, oh it's because you weren't you wouldn't have sex with her. No, that actually happened another that happened recently, but no. Um, so she I she, she was not aware, but I'd kind of been messing around with some chicks on the side, which I'm glad I was doing. 
Um, and so like she was kind of being distant and like I was like, Are you all right? Are you all right? And then we had like this float trip planned and she's like, Hey, like my mom Float trip? My, Hold on, what's a yeah, float like, trip? For, for, like we take kayaks. Okay, I hate that gotcha. shit. But gotcha. I was just gonna do it to be polite. And um, you know, she's like, It's for her mom's birthday. She's like, Hey, my mom invited this other family and it, this dude that's in the family like used to have like a crush on her or whatever and she's like so if you feel uncomfortable you don't have to go and then i was like well, you know we were using snapchat so i was like uh yeah i just kind of was kind of bluffing a little bit i'm like yeah if you don't want me to go it's fine i i understand you know because that's kind of what it seemed like and then she didn't respond so i just deleted it. i'm like hey like if you want to just roll separate ways like i'm cool with that too and she's like yeah i just think we're better off as friends i'm like which is crazy right because i use that on one chick one time as a like a front because i actually had another chick that i was going to go to right after that so i knew you know so so that happened so she, yeah she was gonna mess around with that guy right so i'm sure yeah there's <clears> some <throat> stuff going on or whatever but you know i'd like to see not to my own horn but i like to see another guy that can take her out to the nice dinners i took her out to and take her out and boating you know every other weekend and stuff like that what's the most money you ever earned in seven days in seven days i think it was recently. I haven't really, I just kind of started doing what I'm doing now, like the entrepreneurial side, but I think it was around like two grand or 2,500 and I was working like part-time after school. Wow. So yeah, That's you're definitely taking her out on nicer dates than anybody else. Oh yeah. Like I took her out to like Biagi's and like really nice places, like all pretty much all the time really. You know, I don't know. I like to think that I, I bought her flowers one time. Like shout out I to Matt talk- Weber at Infowars, by the way, he used to work at Biagi's in Bloomington. Oh really? Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I, you know, one time I like dropped off flowers and like she loved Von Mars, so I I gave her actually, I stuffed it in one of these clean cut cards, and I I, uh, I stapled like a like an envelope that had um a hundred fifty dollar Von Mar gift card in it, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna be there physically, but I will be there emotionally, you know. But I don't know she didn't like it, so whatever, you know. She didn't luck. like that you gave her a gift. No, card. I I guess I don't know. I mean, maybe she just didn't like a. Uh, what was going on you know if, if you if you don't on girls too much man they don't like that right i you know i just kind of kind of what i do is I, I give them a lot of attention and then a little bit and then a lot and then a little bit you know yeah so like, cat string I, theory you're right yeah, so i, I just probably, yeah. yeah i fluctuate with it a little bit but i'm not really tripping over so yeah like tomorrow after i'm done with work uh i'll, I'll go on a revenge tour um what are you gonna do I don't know, like, I'll probably hang out with you chicks or something. Mm. My revenge tour, I thought you meant you were going to, like, burn down our house. <laughs> no. But now I know what you mean. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, today was kind of my busy day. I got off. I had football this morning, so I, I was done with that at 10, but I worked till, like, I worked till 10. So, it's like, 12-hour day still. So. Well, dude, it's been uh, awesome having you on the podcast. I know you got some work to do, and it's coming up on midnight, so I don't want to take too much more of your time. Thanks for hanging out. It's really fun. Good. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Let's stay in touch. Yeah, absolutely, man. Nice talking to you. You too, man. Take care. Yeah, bye.